Okay, excuse me, today uh, we're going to continue in the series that I've entitled simply, Jesus Said. And this message this morning was actually supposed to be the first message. It was supposed to sort of set up the the rest of it, but uh, it didn't quite happen that way. So I'm going to share it with you today. Uh, These messages are entitled and intended to uh, direct focus directly on things that that Jesus said. Uh, Some of these will be very familiar to us. Maybe some will not be. Uh, The intention is to bring the sayings off the page and into our life. And this morning, uh, we're going to consider some words of Jesus that are very, very familiar. A few months back, I did a series where we looked at the parables. And for our second message in this series, we're going to revisit one of those parables. And as we do, I want you to think about the title of this message, something you've heard me say many times. It's not what you know, it's what you do about what you know. So before we get into this, uh, we're going to have Jenica and the kids come and sing a song for us. We've lo- oh, there they are. I thought we'd lost her. She just disappeared behind a chair. That little song, of course, is uh, based on the parable that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 7. 
And I'd like to read that for you right now, beginning at verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against the house, and, it, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and slammed against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. We remember this story, of course, uh, and that little song goes along with it. I remember singing that when I was a kid. And I have to say, I, this is off the subject, but I sure wish we could bottle up the energy that she has. I, I could sure use it. <laughs> anyway. So we're familiar with this, this parable and this little story. But as I mentioned to you many times, everything in the scripture is in a context. And this little story is in a context. And we should probably read the preceding verses before this is said. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In the context, that little story takes on a much more powerful meaning. It's not just about a house falling. It's about our relationship to our Heavenly Father. Uh, Jesus, when he spoke those words, was primarily speaking about false prophets. But the principle and the intent of it goes far beyond that. And that's why the little parable about the wise man and the foolish man Your relationship with God doesn't just depend on what you know. It depends on what you do. Now this message this morning is, is really very simple. Uh, and I believe that it's not going to take me very long. I know you're smiling when I say that. But uh, I, I don't think it will. I'm going to approach this just a little bit differently this morning than I usually do in my messages. Uh, and before we do, uh, let's go to our Father in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today to hear your word and apply it to our lives. And I pray that you would open our hearts and open our minds, uh, make us attentive to what you have said, and encourage and motivate us, Father, to do what you have said. And this we ask in Christ's name. Amen. First thing I'd like to do is take a look at a par parallel passage. And you will find this in Luke chapter 6. 
uh, beginning at uh, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock, and when a flood occurred and the torrents burst against the house, it could not shake it because it had been built well. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like the man who built a house on the ground without any foundation, and a torrent burst against it, and immediately it collapsed, and the ruin of that house was great. So here, here are the parallels in those two passages. Very simple. It's not enough to hear what is, he says. We must do it. If we do what he says, then our lives are on a firm foundation. And we are going to be able to withstand the storms that come toward us. But if we do not do what he says, then... Our lives are built on a foundation that's not strong. And when the storms of life come, we will not be able to endure. Now, before I go any further on this, I, I want to clarify something. Uh, and I'm not going to dig real deep into this right here. We have a little bit in the past and we no doubt will in the future. But I, I just want to make a point. You know, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that, meaning salvation, is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works that one should boast. He's reminding us that we are not saved by the good deeds that we do. We are not saved by the things that we do. What we do does not, cannot pay the debt of sin. Paul says the wages of sin is death. God in his love paid that debt when Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price. But he made us free, be free will beings. And the price has been paid. But we have to accept it. We must put our faith in what God has done for us. That is when the gift of salvation becomes ours. But as I've reminded you often, we must always read God's word in context. The truth being conveyed by Paul doesn't end at verse 9. There's verse 10. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to that. It's Ephesians. Chapter 2.
Again, beginning at verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that one should boast. Verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we become a new creation. And what are we created for? Good works. We're created in Christ to do things, good things, the things that He has commanded. Now I say again, it's not what we know, it's what we do about what we know. We know we've been saved by the grace of God through our faith in Christ, and we know that we are a new creation, created in Christ to do good works. The question then is simply this, what are we going to do about what we know? In a moment, I'm going to uh, go through a very short list of some things that Jesus said we are to do. And the question will simply be, what are we going to do about what we know? You see, knowing that Jesus, what Jesus did for you and putting your faith in him is supposed to be a commitment a commitment to let Jesus be Lord of your life. As Lord of our life, His Word becomes our command. His Word is our marching orders. Remember, He said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I said to do? The point He's making is very simple. Saying we put our faith in Christ is empty if we are unwilling to do what he says. Now there are a lot of people who want to claim his salvation, but they don't want to let him be Lord of their life. So I want to consider this morning some things that Jesus said. This is kind of a short list, and uh, some of these, uh, as we go on in this series, we're going to go into a little deeper. But this morning, just want to share what he said and ask a simple question. Now, I kind of have a disclaimer as I go into this. Uh, My intent here is not to judge you. My intent is not to make you feel guilty. What we're going to look at applies to every one of us, myself included. And the intent is just to help us come to grips with it, to be challenged by it, 
and to maybe move in those areas where we have not yet moved. You see, we, we're all human. We still sin. We all still fail to live perfectly. But it's one thing to try and fail, but it's something completely different to fail to try. So the intent this morning is to encourage us to try. In our humanity, we may not always succeed, but if He is our Lord, we are going to try to do what He's called us to do. And the more we try, the more strength He gives us, the more power He gives us to accomplish what He's asked us to do. If we are willingly not trying to do what He says, then our house is on sand. But if we stand on the solid rock of Christ, letting Him be our Lord, and doing what He called us to do, our house to stand. So, I want to share these passages. And again, we're not going to get deeply into these today. But we are going to ask the question. So I've asked several people to read these passages this morning. And the first one is Matthew 7, verse 12. The law and the prophets are all summed up in this. We call it the golden rule. How gold is it in your life? Do, do we really try to treat others the way we want to be treated? Or do we just go off on people? <laughs> do we treat them with disdain? Do we look down on them? Do we hate them? How do we want to be treated? Jesus says, treat others the way you want to be treated because that is the law and the prophets. We know that. But it's not what you know. It's what you do about what you know. Matthew 22, verse 35 through 40. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on to these two commandments. <clears throat> Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Oh, we can put our hands around that, right? I want to do that. But then he says, Love your neighbor as yourself. It's kind of a parallel passage. And the question is, do we? We're all about loving the Lord God, but how do we love our neighbor? 
Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, uh, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Very familiar passage. We call it the Great Commission. But these words were not just for the disciples. This, these words are cyclic. He told them to go make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all that I have commanded. What did he just command? Make disciples. Baptize them. Teach them. And what are they to do? Keep that command. You see? That great commission is mine. And it's yours. We know it. We've heard it. But the question is, what are you doing about what you know? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Think about it. If we want to stand on the solid foundation of Christ, who is our rock, then we must do what he says. And again, I go back to the reality of our humanity. We are human. We fail. We sin. We don't live perfectly. But we know what we're to do. And we are to try to do it. And in most cases, we can. And in those cases where we fail, God gives us strength. He gives us grace but he keeps pushing us forward. He keeps saying, do it. Don't just listen to it. Do it. <coughs> There's a chorus to an old hymn. It goes like this. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. <clears throat> I don't know about you. I don't think I want to stand on the sinking sand. I want to stand on the rock. Again, this message was supposed to be the first in this series to kind of set the stage. So it's, it's out of sequence. But I hope the reality of it, the truth of it, speaks for itself. Uh, we're going to continue next week in this series, and we're going to start looking at some of these we just briefly looked at today. It's not what you know. It's what you do about what you know. 
We're going to stand now and sing a song of dedication, which is, okay. Thank you. 